Hey, what's happening? I'm calling into Doug Benson's new podcast, Wide World of Doug's. This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by expressvpn.com slash opie access content from around the world with expressvpn.com slash opie use that link and you'll get an extra three months of expressvpn for free all right let's do it can you hear me now what happened what the hell's going on hold on hold on can you hear me now how's that yes okay that sounds good all right what's up man do you have like a real professional setup? You have like headphones and the whole deal. Yeah, I got a head. I got the headphones on. I got a professional microphone. Yeah, how does that? Those ha- are always people that those. They always sound the shittiest. Those oh, really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the other laugh you heard. That's my friend Doug Mellard. We hello the worldwide world of Dougs. Okay, are you still there? No, I left because this is so <laughs> fucking boring. It's really. <laughs> I took my riddle in today, so I'm fine. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Get ready. The theme song is quite loud. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another... <laughs> Wide world of dogs with an extremely aggressive theme song. <laughs> and that two, is catchy. That is catchy. Wow. Yeah, you're going to be humming it later, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm awake now. I don't even know what they're saying. and I don't know, even know what the lyrics are. I just know that it, I think they're saying Wide World of Dogs. Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. That's Opie and Judy. Hi, Opie. Hi, Judy Gold, who wrote an amazing book. Oh, Opie, I love you. It's an amazing um, book, and everyone should read it. I don't, I don't read many books, but I read uh, Judy Gold's book. I have yeah. to say, Opie literally texted me like, "Oh my god!" And both of my kids had COVID, and I, forgot, I couldn't write back. Because oh, I yeah. lost track of everything, and I just want to say how much I appreciate that, Opie. Oh, okay, we had a we had an awkward moment because uh, she she told me about her book. I read it in a day, day and a half, and I'm thinking, oh well, now we need to podcast. So I said, when are we going to podcast? And then I don't hear from uh, Judy for like two or three days. So then you know the uh, the angry oh, Opie came out, and I was like, Judy, what the fuck, man? I thought we were going to podcast and uh, talk about this wonderful book you you, you wrote. And then she hits me with, both my kids have COVID. Both kids, my ex, my ex's wife, my son's girlfriend, and my son's two best friends. Yeah. And they oh were quarantining in my apartment. It was hell. Yeah. So I do want a podcast, Opie. All I right. But, but then it was forever. so uncomfortable because then I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, did she just blow me off and now she's using her kids? As an excuse? No. no, I know now, Judy. I'm just saying, because that's how we all think, because <laughs> right. we're all paranoid sons of bitches. I know. But you know I'm brutally honest. So. Yeah. And then the Dugs bring you together to clear out your grievances. I, yeah. I like that. <laughs> you, you do know yeah, that so- me and Judy Gold have nothing to do with the name Doug, so why are we on this podcast? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's all Doug shit, right? Yeah, I don't know any Dugs. I hate the name. I knew I had one Doug I grew up with. That's yeah. it. Doug. Oh, okay. Doug is a weird name. All right, it? well, 
Thanks for coming by, you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got more experts on the name Doug standing by. <laughs> well, my real name's fuck Greg. Fuck you guys. Fuck Doug's. Well, I was going to say my real name's Greg, and the only name I hate more is Doug. Right? Is that true? Um, yeah. I can see Opie. Uh, it makes perfect sense you ending up with the nickname Opie because you, you just don't seem like a Greg. And I'm not an Opie either, so I'm trying to think of a third <laughs> name, actually, because I, I, I'm I'm too old to be named Opie, and I never liked my original name. Okay, I have a question. If you were having a child today, yeah, what is the percentage that you would name your kid Doug? It must be crazy low. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, right? right. Yeah. I know I wouldn't. I mean, it just doesn't seem like a popular name anymore. Like, there's no Doug the Second. That that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> it's like Douglas. Well, Douglas isn't as bad as Doug. I mean, yeah, I, but nobody right. goes by Douglas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, my mom at least was smart enough not to call me Gregory because that's even worse than Greg and even worse than Doug. <laughs> you got the unique double G uh, spelling on Greg at the end there. Yeah, but that yeah, sucks. What is that? Well, it sucks because when you go into like rest areas and stationary stores and you want that little name plate that has your name, they never had it with the two G's. Yeah. Oh, I, oh right. Yeah. That's such a big part of living is you got to have little license plates with your name on them. Well, when you're, tw- <laughs> right. when you're 12. I mean, give me <laughs> okay. Well, try being Judith. Okay. Yeah. Try oh. to find that. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> it's funny, too, because like even when you don't want one, you still feel left out that your name's not on there. You right. That's a running theme. I feel like four or five guests have brought up the little license plates and the frustration it's brought. And it's so weird at that age. Like, why do you even give a shit about a tiny license plate? Yeah. You only care if you're not, your name isn't up but there, which also, none of ours are. But you even like when you go to those stores that have those license plates, it's not like you buy them. It's just like you look for your name and then you walk away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's like you get you feel invalidated if your name is not on there. I, I agree with you 100%. I was always looking for a keychain because, you know, that's what a 10, 11-year-old needs is a keychain for right. all his keys. <laughs> well, that's your latch you wanna, You're trying to grow up to be a janitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you this, though. So I was supposed to be Frederick... Wilfred Hughes the third. Oh, exactly, exactly. Oh my God! Yeah, my mom. You just put on your SS officer uniform right now. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom, my mom, my dad's name was Fred. My mom goes, Freddie, we're not naming him Frederick Wilfred Hughes the third. And then you landed Opie. (laughs) How long did it take before the Opie thing happened? Uh, I was, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I was like 12 or 13 years old and I was just a real nerdy kid with, uh, glasses in a, in a classroom that I was keeping to myself. And, uh, Julie Burson stands up in the classroom and goes, we need a nickname for you kid. And they went with uh howdy doody. Of course, you got to do that. If you have a little kind of red hair. And then they went with, uh, Will Robinson from lost in space. <laughs> <laughs> and then they started with the whole eagle eye and four eyes and all that crap because I wore glasses. And then she just pointed at me and went, "For now on, your name is Opie," and it stuck that day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was Judith, 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 and I was like, and my mother would always be like, Judith, Judith. Everyone call, and everyone in my family or people who know me before I'm like twelve all call me Judith. And yeah. then 
I'm like, I can't fucking take this. I need independence. So I said, my name's Judy. And then my mother was so annoyed. She's like, if I wanted to call you Judy, I would have named you Judy. But your name. <laughs> so people would like friends would call the house. We only had one phone. And I was a landline for young kids out there. And uh, this is exactly how my mother would answer phone. She'd say, hello. And they would say, hi, is Judy there? And my mother literally, I'd be upstairs in, as loud as possible into the phone. Judas! Phone! <laughs> like as loud. <laughs> and it was, so, I was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. But yeah, so I changed it to Judy. But now I kind of like Judas. Yeah, Judith is cool because you don't see a lot of Judiths out there. Right. Right. I should have. And now I'm an author, so it should be Judith Goose. Speaking of you being an author, and I'm sorry, Doug and Doug, because it's your podcast, <laughs> but I do want to mention that in Judy's book, she talks about the. You brought back a memory that I got to bring up where the phone would ring at your house and you would have the mystery of wondering who was calling. And right. we have lost that in the, in, uh, the year 2020. Yeah, because I talk about Janine Garoppolo, because there's a whole chapter on social media and how much it's fucked up comedy. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I had interviewed Janine Garoppolo for the book. And first of all, she has no computer. She has a, like a flip phone. She, it's a fact that she has most things she needs to remember tattooed on her body. <laughs> That is so funny. The tramp stamp is her mother's phone number. The female <laughs> memento. She said she's she can't take the criticism. She couldn't deal with it. She cannot deal with it. You know, like all the negative shit. She would read it and she couldn't handle it. And then she said, when I pick up the phone, I have no idea who's calling. Like, what does that feel like? She said, well, I feel like when... The whole thing ends when there's like a meteor storm and, and no one can get connected. It won't affect me because I have my notebooks and my thing and everyone else's life will be over. So I don't know. And that meteor storm is the end of 2020 for sure. Well, oh, please. I mean, we're the all. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. Let's ignore that for now and have some lofts. The world sucks Lofs. right now. The world sucks right that now. That sounds like something. That sounds like something that uh, Gregory Wilfred Hughes would have <laughs> oh, a lot. It's Frederick. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Frederick. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing on the phones. Remember, you would leave your house and it was like you, you had no connection to anybody and you had to remember a whole bunch of phone numbers and you had to uh, you had to get clues from the people that were out there to try to find your friends oh, that might be somewhere God. else. What about you would say, like, meet me here at blank. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. You'd say it once. Yeah. And that was the end of it. It wasn't like 5,000 times. Okay, I'm leaving now. Okay, here I'm going. I'm going to be five. It was like, <laughs> meet me here. And then you got there. And the person, it was like, plus. Yeah. Oh, I remember one time. <laughs> I went on for, um, I had auditioned for, you know, for All American Girl with Margaret Cho. And, and I, and I. Went to the network. It was a Thursday, and I went to the network, and I was all packed because I was leaving to go to North Carolina for a gig that night. And the agent said, listen, if you get this, you're not going to North Carolina. So go home and sit by the phone. I had to sit by the fucking phone. Wow. And wait for the phone to ring to see if I got the gig, which I did, and then I never went to North Carolina, and then they never booked me at that club again. Anyway, but um, not that at all but yeah but it was like the anticipation like 
And plus walking down the street and just being with your thoughts. And yeah. just, there's none of that. There is none of that anymore. Nothing. No. See, I, I got to jump in here, Judy, with um, something. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always dangerous when he says that. Uh oh! Uh oh! One of the hosts of the show wants to talk. Sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sitting by the phone thing is uh, crazy, but yeah, this is this is super great because, like, you know, we've had guests on the show that uh, you know, two minutes in, we're done talking about Doug's and we don't have anything else to talk about, <laughs> and uh, the both of you are just, you know, you're yeah, we don't shut the fuck up. Well, we're from New York. <laughs> Wait, Opie, you're not in the city, though, are you? Oh, you, my you, God. I'm looking at the ocean right now, and I, I've only been back to New York City uh, three times to get bills since March. I have been there twice since March. It's scary, right? We live in the same area. Upper West Side is yeah, getting nuts. I, I, You know, it's so weird. I've been, I'm in Provincetown, at, and, you know, I see the, I go to the ocean, I go to the bay, I play tennis every day. You know, it's... It's a whole new world. (laughs) Beautiful. I feel like I just left my life. It's so weird. Like I was thinking today, I'm like, I haven't been back to my apartment. And part of me is like, I don't ever want to go back there again. Yep. I mean, but I don't know because it's so fucking weird. It's just weird. It's it's not yeah. coming back anytime soon because everyone figured out that uh, this new way of life, even if they figure out the coronavirus, that they could work from home. And a lot of those restaurants right. are, are not going to open up. And a lot of those places that we know and love are, are gone for forever, man. I think New York City is going to be a great place for young people because it'll be more affordable. And they're, they're more than willing to be advanced. And, and go with the whole vibe until it, it gets itself uh, back together. But being older with uh, two young kids, I, I don't want to go back. The kids thing, like the people that are just like, it does, it doesn't affect kids. I, I, I just feel so bad that people are, are, are there. <laughs> like, we don't even know, we don't even know all of the effects of it yet. Like yeah. They're still saying, oh yeah, and it does this and it does that. Right. Well, like, oh my God. You know, my son plays basketball for Tulane and he got it from his roommate tested positive and then he came home. He wasn't positive, but he had a quarantine and he ended up getting it, I guess, cause it's an incubation period. His girlfriend got it wow. and then everyone in my family got it. But, wow. um, they just came out today and said all these athletes who have had COVID or have COVID have that myocardia there. That's the right. hard thing now. So I I just literally 10 minutes before was texting with the other mother to get him checked out because it's like, you don't know. My my other son still is like coughing. It's, it's like, you don't fucking know. It's such a weird, uh, such a weird thing. But, you know, uh, in, the, in all of our cases, we're lucky that we can just sit at home for a while. But everything's got to have this uh, quote unquote new normal. has got to, you know, uh, got to be figured out. Yeah, we can't just go back to the old what we're used to. It's obviously things have changed forever, no matter what. But everyone yeah. is looking at this like, well, when are they going to get the vaccine so we could just go back to our lives? It's it, no, it, it, everything it's changed. Live. It's not. And the other yeah. thing is, you live in New York City, so that when you leave your apartment, yeah. you're in New York City, right? But there's no New York City. Yeah, it's just no. There's no reason to be there, right? And, it's you know, just really sad, and I feel. And then, then, then there's the people like you. My city's never going to die, you know. 
And the fact they took over all these really cool hotels on the Upper West Side where Opie and I live and put like homeless meth addicts in there. I mean, what the fuck? I hate de Blasio so much. I can't even tell same. you. Same. I'm on the same page with you. And it's, uh, you know, it, New York City is looked at as a very liberal city until you put homeless people in these really fancy hotels in your neighborhood. And then guess what? You're not as liberal anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really frustrating. Like the the two or three homeless that have been living with me, because that's in L.A. Uh, Garcetti made yeah. us all take in people. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> the ones that live with me have been mostly a nuisance. But Jeopardy is coming back on September 14th, and uh, Alex Trebek was always six feet away from the contestants. Yeah, and uh, they just moved their podiums a little further apart. I the know, show- and he's high risk. The show right. never needed an audience to begin with because the audience is just supposed to be quiet, you know, the whole time. <laughs> right. So, uh, so they're back in business. Hey, Doug and Doug, can I ask Judy a geography question? Yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> she's in Provincetown, and uh, I want to know how how close you are to where Roy Cohn used to uh, rent a place. Oh my God, I'm right here. I'm right really? here. Really? We, we all talk about it. Yes, I'm in the I'm in Provincetown proper. I'm like right at the tip, and you know, there's this big. Sh- there's uh, David Geffen had just uh, put his boat here for a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it's just so obnoxious because you look out on the bay and there's a big boat, but there's another big boat there. And last night I was like, whose boat is that? And they're like, I don't know, Roy Cohen's like we, everyone makes Roy Cohen jokes here now because of that fucking documentary. Yeah. The doc- but yeah. That documentary was amazing. What a motherfucker. No huh? kidding. What a Absolutely. Fuck. Absolutely. A sick fuck. And then he the, he hid the fact that he was gay all those years, huh? I know. This self-hating gay and shit is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's so boring. It's like, uh, okay, right. great. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, no one gives a shit. I don't no know. one Rich, gives a shit. Rich people should be the first people to be like exactly what they want to be. Right. Yes. Like, like, call me whatever you want, you know, whatever they want to be called. <laughs> like, it should just be uh, any group they want to fit into, and then they should give most of their money to, to help the world instead of just sitting there with it doing nothing. I like that. Right. That was very nice. Right? Provincetown, I got to visit because I went to the Provincetown Film Festival for a few days. Um, and man, I fell in love with that place. What a, what, I'm, I'm so excited that you live there. Yeah, I bought a house here in 1994, um, and I'm telling you, all those shitty years where I had no money, where I got divorced, like everything, people were like, oh, if you just sell the house, you'll be fine. I was like, I'm never selling this house. And, you know, the mortgage has been over leverage for <laughs> quite some time. But in March, when this whole thing happened, thank God I oh, had yeah. this house. Yeah, no kidding. I love living here. I mean- yeah, I miss doing my sets. I and mean, I'm doing two shows a week here, so that's good. You know, the food is great. It's a community. I can go hiking. I can go biking. I can go swimming. I can play tennis. I can go to the gym. And, and I don't know. It's like living like a normal person. I have space. Right. But when you do uh, come wintertime, don't most people that live there get the hell out of there for winter? A lot of them do because January and February sucks. And in March, it was like packed. The light reflects off the bay and the ocean. So there's so many, you know artists here there's so many writers they have writer work it's just it's really it's like an artist colony i i got a connection to provincetown judy i was how i was conceived there 
No way! I swear to God. No fucking way! I swear to God. My parents... Your parents were on like some sort of gay weekend? (laughs) Well, I mean... What were they here for? Their honeymoon. And I mean... I'm. I was born. No joke. Nine months to the day. So I, I'm a honeymoon baby, and they they honeymooned in uh, Provincetown. I was conceived in P Town. Oh my God! <laughs> what do they? Do you know where they were staying? No idea, man. No. You, you haven't come across the plaque, Judy, where <laughs> yeah. he was conceived. <laughs> I uh, when I lived oh in Boston, God, we would. So we, funny. When I lived in Boston, we took uh, the Provincetown trip every once in a while. It it really is a a wonderful place. It's the way the world should be. It's just free to be you and me here. More of my appearance on Doug Benson's new podcast, Wide World of Dougs. But first, I just want to take a moment and talk about expressvpn.com slash Opie. All right, I know a lot of you guys have watched The Office. And if you have, you probably know it's based on a UK series also called The Office. But what if I told you there are nine other countries with their own version of The Office that you've never seen? Well, you probably didn't know about them because they're not usually available in our country. But you can access content available around the world with no geo restrictions when you use ExpressVPN. See, ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You could choose from nearly 100 different countries, giving you access to content that isn't available in your region. Man, ain't that the truth. I use ExpressVPN, by the way, to watch documentaries. And uh, there are documentaries all over the world, so I access them by making believe I'm from another country. And uh, it is nice, real nice. So if you're looking to watch shows or movies or documentaries, ExpressVPN is a must-have. And for less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN lets you access thousands of new shows and movies on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney+, and tons of other streaming services. It's a no-brainer. And it couldn't be easier to use. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app on your computer or TV, select a location, and hit connect. ExpressVPN is also incredibly fast. Interested? This is what you need to do. Get the most out of your streaming services today at expressvpn.com slash O-P-O-P-I-E. And if you use my link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Opie, expressvpn.com slash Opie to learn more. Now back to Doug Benson's new podcast, Wide World of Dogs. I got a question for you, Opie. Yes. Why, like in a motion picture, like in that movie, uh, Chris Rock's movie, Top 5, why are you... Why are you credited as Greg Hughes and there's and there's no Opie in there at all? Not even like he quotes. That's a great question. Actually, I was so excited to be in that movie, and then I'm like blurred out in the background. I mean, I'm barely in that movie. <laughs> and yeah, they they use so my- that's what you're saying is they, they so they blurred out the word name Opie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they. I don't know. Maybe they had to credit my real name to pay me or something. I I have no idea. That's a that's a that's hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah. I think like. Because aren't you, you're like in Grand Theft Auto also? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. You're, yeah, you're looking at my credits. I like this. But you're also Greg Hughes there, I think. I think just legally, I yeah. think you just never go to the trouble of saying, hey, can you call me Opie? You just like go with your legal name. When I started in radio, my, my name was Greg Opie Hughes, and a PD said, Greg Hughes is a good radio name, and Opie's a wonderful radio name. Pick one or the other. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll just be Opie. And that was it. 
But uh, yeah. I love that he pumped you up with Greg Hughes is a wonderful radio name. I know. It's yeah, what the so, fuck is that? It's so boring. You're right. There's nothing to it. It's a terrible name. You know that well, I you know that I met uh the real Opie? Oh wow. Did I ever tell what you the story? Mean? You mean Ron Howard? Ron Howard? Yeah, man. So uh really quickly, <laughs> Upper West Side, uh Starbucks on I wanna say seventy third and Columbus, I think, Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a, he's yeah. On, on a Saturday morning, I, I would run there when I was living on seventy first, and I would get coffee for me and my now wife. And I go there real early on a Saturday morning. I go in. There's three people there: me, Ron Howard, and a fan of my radio show. So I walk oh in. My God. I swear to God. So I walk in <laughs> and I see Ron Howard, and I'm like, I've been waiting my whole life to to tell him, you know, I'm the other Opie. Right? This is my moment. <laughs> But the fan of the radio show goes, holy shit, I can't believe you're in here. Can I get a picture? And he's freaking out, right? We all had those moments. And I'm like, screw that I'm here. You know, the the guy I'm named after is right over. And he he already left. I'm like, oh, my God. So I go (laughs) home. So I go home. And it was the the fan that distracted me. And and I, I didn't get my opportunity. But... I go home and I tell my wife and I'm like, he's got to be on the street still. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I run back out with a portable camera to get a picture and he's under the scaffolding. I'll never forget this. And it's raining and there's no one around. And I, I, I walk up to him. I go, uh, Ron, uh, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Opie from the Opie and Anthony show. He goes, I know who you are. He goes, you're giving <gasps> the name a run for the, uh, for, for the money. And I'm like, Oh my God. And he knew all about my career. And we talked about Howard Stern and this and that. And then he, he wanted to invite me on to a movie set. Cause he wanted to introduce me to other people in his circle uh long story short that never happened but he ended up doing um the radio show after that and he was such a nice down-to-earth guy oh my god you know i all right this is going to be the queerest fucking thing i ever say and i can't even believe i'm telling you this (laughs) Uh, well at least you're saying it from one of the queerest fucking places yeah i am and a queer is saying it a queer is telling you a queer story so queer as it gets i (laughs) <laughs> when I moved to New York in 1984, I don't know, I was keeping a journal, whatever. And <laughs> I remember one day I was like, I love New York. I was walking. It was such a wonderful day. It was, I, I, it's, it's at my place in New York, but it's so queer. Because, you know, even writing in my journal, I try to be fun. It's like, just, you're just fucking writing in a journal. <laughs> I have to be like, right. you know? And so <laughs> it was like. I was walking in Central Park and I saw Ron Howard. It was like an omen. It was the queerest fucking thing. Oh, I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. And I was like, oh, part of my childhood. Blah, 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 vomit, vomit, vomit. Yeah. Well, we all had those moments living in New York City where you're walking around and all of a sudden you see a huge celebrity. Uh, right. Remember when uh, Peter Jennings was fighting that cancer? Yeah. So I see him walking in Central Park, and I'm thinking, this is my moment to say hi to Peter Jennings. And he's he didn't look that great, and he was losing his battle. And the only thing I could think of at the time was to say, good luck, bro. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god, you're I, such an asshole. I, but but I don't mean to be an asshole. I panicked. I didn't know what to say and, and it was obvious you that should, You should have ran up to him and said I'm the other Opie. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times that could work, but there you go. That's so funny. <laughs> I saw uh Ron Howard when I went to a taping of Happy Days. No you didn't. 
What? No, well, come he, on. You know, he was, he, he Did was there you? On the show. Yeah, I used to, when I was young, and I, I used to go to, like, especially, like, my high school and stuff would have uh, bus trips up to L.A. because I grew up in San Diego. So we'd have bus trips oh. up to L.A. to go see, you know, TV shows being taped. Wow. Okay, I have a question for yeah. someone who grew up in New Jersey. I just want to run away to those houses. But did it ruin it for you going to see it taped that, like, the whole fantasy that it was real part of it? No, because I was, I was, you know, I didn't know when I was super young. It was, you know, it wasn't until like high school and, and beyond that I started going to the TV show tapings. And I feel like I was drawn to them just because I, I wanted to be a, you know, a performer and a writer. And uh, I just, you know, I wasn't imagining working in television, but I was, you know, so into it. But it was, it was real eye opening. I always like to tell Bob Saget whenever I run into him that I saw him, uh, I saw him do studio audience warm up at a sitcom taping, and I always thought it was—I um, always thought it was Mork and Mindy. But it, but he always corrects me and says that it was. Uh, I must have gone to a taping of Bosom Buddies. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah. Wait, did you hate it? Hate like what? going to the things? Was it too long, or were you like, "Oh my god, this is so cool"? Oh, it always goes on for too long. But then yeah. it also it strangely prepared me for. I don't think a lot of actors, when they get cast in a small part in Friends, realize that if their scene is in the end of the episode, they're not going to get to it until midnight. Oh wow! So, so I just I sat around on at, at Warner Brothers the day I was on Friends. It was like eight hours of sitting around before you know jumping out there and saying two lines. It was really uh, it was really right. strange, but that show. Friends, they used to like do super long tapings, and then when um, when people would get bored or tired or need to go pay their sitter, uh, when they'd leave, they'd have a line outside and replace those people with new bodies. Wow! Just have a packed audience that right. laughs at every goddamn thing they say, no matter no matter what it is. When you're sitting around waiting for eight hours to do a couple lines, are you getting in your head at any point? <laughs> I mean, it's two lines with Jennifer Aniston. I was like losing my mind. Wow. I, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't wait to get it the fuck over with. And they're just, they just, re, <laughs> they do so many retakes. They retake every scene and keep like kind of tweaking lines. And like, so the taping takes forever. Oh my God. And I've been the very, like uh, almost the last scene of the episode. It was so funny it too, like uh, driving home. I had always heard that uh, Matt LeBlanc, uh, Joey, was like a really, like really into driving fast and sports cars, and I was driving over Barham uh, to go home for the uh, from the taping, and suddenly a really loud sports car comes flying up behind me and just <laughs> zooms right by. And but it was it wasn't too fast. It wasn't so fast I couldn't see. It was it was fucking Matt LeBlanc. He, <laughs> I, I I've been waiting for him to die in a car accident. He was driving so crazy. Wow. Oh and that's what they say about him is that he's just a crazy driver. Damn. <laughs> oh god <laughs> let's go to a quick commercial break it's super quick on this show it's like you barely even notice it oh we still need to find out some dugs that you that judy and okay and have encountered in there you must okay. know some dugs so we'll do that right after this we'll be right back we're back <laughs> that was a great commercial break. <laughs> and I peed, I shit, I had coffee. I love it. Judy Gold, tell us about the dugs in your life. How many dugs 
I thought she said okay, she hated it, Okay, I'm going to tell you my dogs. Ready? Yeah. They're all, they're Jews. Okay. Doug Neppin is my lawyer. Um, he is gay. He is a, re- a lawyer and a theater producer. He is gay, 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 gay. He's really fucking smart. I think he went to Yale. Let me look it up. Um, like, a, like a great Doug. He's really fucking smart and nice. Wow, okay? he might be. He might be as good as uh, you know. There was a Doug that just came back from space. Really? There's yeah, your Doug is a very accomplished Doug. Yeah. Yeah, he's like probably second only to Astro Doug because uh, <laughs> your your Doug your Doug the lawyer hasn't gone to space, has he? No, I don't think he wants yeah, to. See, I think Brian Regan said that he used to have a bit about how when you've been to space, that trumps every story anybody has. Right. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. That's true. That is. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's true. Oh, I went to the moon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then do you want my other Doug or you want to go to an Opie Doug? No, I, I, I feel like Opie's going to come up blank compared to the how much of the. Well, you're going to uh, be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed in my Doug, but what? Let Judy uh, let Judy finish. <laughs> okay, ready? Right, what else have you got, Judy? <laughs> Doug Kleinman. Now, Doug Kleinman, uh, I know from, he did stand-up, but he grew up on the Upper West Side, and he is, he works for Ripco. You know, the, the um, they're like brokers, real estate brokers, Ripco. He's short, he's short like the other Doug, which is weird. They're both Jews, they're both short, and they both have dark hair. But Doug Kleinman, you know, he was one of, he's like, I'm a comic, but I'm also a commercial real estate guy because I can't really give it all into comedy. And then he also, for some fucking reason, every time I go get a pedicure, he's at the fucking pedicure place. <laughs> like, I think he's in love with the fucking woman who owns the pedicure place who's married and has a kid. Okay, so that's it. That's my Doug Climate. And I always see him like walking around. You know, he's one of these guys. You always see him around the neighborhood. He's really nice. He's really nice. But for some reason, he's always at the fucking pedicure place. And, I mean, talk about a great person to have a crush on somebody that you pay to mess around with your feet. Yeah. I think they're just friends, but I think he has a little, you know. Yeah. You know, you know those that. Jewish men. Yeah, it's innocent. I'm going to say something that'll get me in trouble, but. There are a lot of Jewish men who love Asian women. I thought everybody loved Asian women. I mean, I love Asian women, but there's a lot who are like only date Asian women. I don't see either side of that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I believe well, I believe you. Jew- I'm just saying, I yeah. it's strange to me. You know, like it just yeah. seems like, especially, it just seems like we're you know such a, a melting pot these days. And, yes, and that's that, true. Even though people are. A lot of people are over it, and but there's still plenty of racism to go around. So it's oh not. my god, there's so much. It's, <laughs> it's it's like surprising how much of it there is. Uh, you know, like I didn't think racism was over because we had a black president, but I certainly didn't know that it was bubbling so so much. I can't fucking. You know, you think about it as a parent it, to have to say to your kid, "Listen, make sure." You know, if a cop stops you, just – I don't even know. Like, make sure there's no taillight out. Make sure you have your lights. You know, like, just – I already worry about my kids. But having to wonder every time your kid goes out if they're going to fucking come – it's just – it's awful. And it's because yeah. we have fucking cameras on our phones. 
Yeah, if we didn't have cameras on our phones, we wouldn't have to see these incidents. Shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh Shut my up. God. No, I'm just saying. It's thank God they're documented now. You know what? I fucking hate both. I hate all of you. I already get hate mail whenever I do any of your shit, and now I'm going to get more hate mail. My perspective oh, yeah. was always different. When I got pulled over by a cop, I was like, what do you want? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, right. As a white person, we get irritated by. Yes, that. I'm not. Right. That, not like, oh, get, I, hope, I was hoping I hope he's not going to kill me. I was hoping for a laugh, but I was also there was a little uh, reality to that as well. I, I was, I've, right. ne- I was, I was never hey, worried. How, never worried. Right? How can I help you? They get stopped, and it's like, is this my last breath I'm taking? It's not right. And then fat fuck Bill Barr fucking saying oh i've never seen any shut the fuck up you fat piece of shit okay <laughs> i'm fat shaming everyone who i'm fat shaming write me at uh judygold.com and tell me that i'm a fat shamer okay go ahead. all right there you go uh and read judy's book and then sh- you'll understand why all that's okay right Judy? i mean you yeah. gotta yeah you gotta call him something and you can only assume about like tiny dick or something like that but he clearly is. He clearly does have a weight problem. So yeah, I, I in his case, right. go ahead. Yeah. Him, Chris Christie, right? There's a bunch you can say fat fuck about. Yeah, because they're fucks and they're fat. Right. <laughs> so they're fat fucks. Yeah. yeah, they're clearly living high on the hog while being a fuck. Right. <laughs> fuck them, the motherfuckers. I got a dog story. Okay, let's uh, let's get into it. Well, so when Doug texted me and said, you know, you got to do my podcast, Wide World of Dogs, I got instantly triggered. Uh, I I don't like the name Doug because uh, (laughs) my my beautiful wife, when she was uh, a child, she was tormented by a dog. And she's uh, getting ready for her first communion. She's got her nice little dress on and they now have the, you know, the party in the backyard. And this guy named Doug decided that he wanted to get my wife in this box to torture her. So basically a magician. No, just an asshole dog, (laughs) just a, a dick of a person. So. This, this dog goes to my, my wife and says, uh, I'm going to see if you can fit in this box. And, you know, she's young and naive and thinking that everything's good. So she goes in the box and then the guy locks her in the box and sits on it and will let her out. And she's screaming bloody murder inside the box for a while. There you go. Fun story. Oh Fun story for everybody. <laughs> Fuck him. Exactly. Fuck exactly. And she has told this story many, many times. So she's still well, what tormented. What is he doing now? What is that dog doing now? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I don't know. Maybe I could get a note. Find out. Uh, yeah, you, you should try know. to try to track him down. And Yeah. But and, even, you know, with any luck at all, he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say put him in a box, but he's too much of a fat fuck. He's yeah. not going to fit. So. Yeah. so I'm sorry I don't have a fun-loving dog story for you, Mr. Benson, but that's, no, that's, that's my no, dog no. story. We're building up cases uh, We're building up cases for and against uh, the name Doug on this show. Because, <laughs> well, put me in the against column. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> people, there are bullies that are named Doug, and I think – I think you get pushed into either being like creative or a bully yeah. by having such a, a boring name. Right. 
Right. Yeah, you either roll with the jokes or they take over and, and you get enraged and become a bully. Yeah, because also bullies are, are tend to be some of the funniest kids. Like they, uh, you know, True. they usually in, in, employ a lot of humor while they're bullying. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> like that's how I survived school because I was never particularly athletic or I didn't run with a, any kind of tough kids. I just was amusing enough to people that they just sort of, you know, let it slide. You know, I didn't get um, ridiculed. Oh, I got, as, I could. As much as I would it. have if I hadn't developed a sense of humor. Right. right. Doug is just not, it does not instill any anything in anybody. They just think you're just a, maybe a, a gentle Canadian. <laughs> It's weird <laughs> to think of a Doug bully, though, just because, again, the name doesn't instill a lot of fear into people. Uh-oh, right, watch out for Doug. That's, you know, like, look at Home Alone, the bully in that. His name's Buzz. Like, I think people with silly names, Opie not included, uh, people with silly <laughs> names uh, probably can lean towards being bullies because they're already, they're already being victimized every time someone speaks to them. Right. <laughs> right. People who bully are just... They're always motherfucking out. They're always insecure fucking assholes. They every, really are. Every oh, time I sure. see, every time I see a sitcom or any kind of TV show or movie that's dealing with their their kid having trouble with a bully at school, there are no good answers. Right. It's just you've got to relentless. Just, you know, they're relentless. Yeah. It's just no. You just have to fucking get a thick skin, and that's a terrible right. thing you have to say to somebody. No, but it's true, and it's like, and now, it's like no one can deal with that. So no one, everyone, can, no one can feel uncomfortable. No, it's like, oh, I, I have to go to a safe space. Shut the fuck up. The world isn't a safe place. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what all this isolation is doing. I guess is making it a little harder for bullying, especially of the physical kind. You know what? It's also good for school shootings yeah yeah it's really been like like i can't believe trump hasn't bragged about the lack of school shootings lately (laughs) i know right that should be a platform i stopped school shootings (laughs) oh my god Uh, I know Judy's not a fan, but he's entertaining as all hell. You got to admit, right? Okay. Okay. For you, he's entertaining. All right. New Opie's microphone. (laughs) I just want to get her going. No, the whole Sarah Sarah Sanders taking one for the team uh, thing that came out a couple days ago. He's such a fucking, he's just dumb. (laughs) He's dumb. He's evil. He's classless. He's a fucking liar. He's just disgusting. He's fucking gross. I hate him. <laughs> hey, not to mention, you know, uh, you know, maybe he was just winking to be nice. Right. Right. Yeah. But he might not have been a come on. Yeah, he tells her to go to North. He uh, tells her to take one for the team. What the fuck is that? He, she has uh, to go to North Korea, and and, and he said that and uh, get fucked uh, by yeah, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, and, yeah, and that her husband and kids would understand. <laughs> yeah, they'd miss her, but she'd be a hero. Oh my god! I I'm not a fan of Trump. I really am not. But uh, this the, it's entertaining at times. I know he's ruining everything, but God, then then it's what just... a fun turn though. That that would be such a fun turn if the uh, Sarah Sanders moved to Korea. And right, right, right. <laughs> that would be so, so funny those kids would be really attractive 
<laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like that dude uh, probably winks at every every. I know. Not a dude, you know. Oh, maybe yeah. even some dude. Oh god. Maybe he had, oh, maybe he just had, probably just had something in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Sarah Sanders. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Hey now. Hey. Right. Oh god. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh what you guys what the two of you are up to. People have been hearing from Doug Mellard and I every every week on this show, but uh since you're one-time guests, um well, I guess we're not coming back, Opie. Yeah. Well, then, you, know, what, what, you know, you told us, I mean, you know, if you called me up and said, hey, guess what? I've got another great story about, about someone named Doug. Oh, or maybe that's true. You're, if, that you're back in. If Opie comes across so that bully and finds yeah, him, I, oh, that's a good No, I, I, yeah. I knew this was a one and done because I was panicking and I had one Doug story that I'm barely attached to. So I, I know it's over. As far as uh, yeah, the, the wild done. world of Doug yeah. podcast or whatever it's I mean, called. You, yeah, you barely got through this one episode. What? <laughs> have you ever had a story? <laughs> have you have you ever had a Doug story about a Doug under like fifty years old? There's yeah. young Dougs. There's young Dougs, and one area where there's a lot of Dougs is uh, uh, professional sports, both white and black. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, it is a sport name, like Doug Blank Blank. Yeah, I think again. I think that they're you're, you know if you don't choose to be athletic, it, then Doug is more of a liability. Yeah, going to the field, Doug. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, who who plays for the in, Buffalo Bills? Yeah, and Doug. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta like t- pull the sound bites of her doing that for promos for yeah. the show. Coming, <laughs> coming to the stage right now. <laughs> it's just like cause last name has to have something because Doug is so like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we're well aware. Yeah. We, well, we both we both have boring last names too, so it's really it's been a it's yeah. been an uphill climb. Nobel <laughs> Prize winner Doug Bashanda Gala Falakabada. <laughs> what can people look for right now? From you, Judy. The book is called. The book is called. Yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Um, and it's really it's about free speech from the perspective of a comedian and not taking yourself so fucking seriously and stop canceling comedians for trying to be fucking funny and shut the fuck up. Okay, so that's my pitch. <laughs> but Opie, honestly, Opie can tell you because it's you know coming from, it's coming from someone who read the book. It just means more, but. So I've been promoting that, and I have my podcast, Kill Me Now. Um, and, and the audio book was in the New York Times book review. Ooh. I was mentioning the New York Times book review for new and noteworthy, so I'm way better than all of you. Who did you, uh, who'd you get to do the audio book? Judy Gold. Oh. She was available? Yeah. <laughs> they were fucking shocked. Did you I know. know so, did you know somebody that so you could reach out to her? <laughs> yeah, they um, were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you can get her." And it was, but you know, I'm happy. I actually listened to her book, and it truly is well researched and brilliant. Oh, you didn't read it? You listened to I it? I listened a lot to of it. People listen to and it. I was, they love it because yeah. I was fishing. Because that's all I do these days. And then every once in a while, I do my podcast, Opie Radio. But 
Quick, I got a quick question. How could you fish while listening to Judy's book? You must have been laughing so hard you'd scare the fish away. Brilliant. Shut up, Doug. Brilliant. No, I, I do have a question, you, though. I, I was very excited when Judy decided to, to read her own book. But as a comedian, Judy, was it hard not to just start riffing uh, as you're oh, reading? Oh, my God, yeah. yes. Okay, because at times I'm like, I uh, know she's holding back right now, and she wants to just go off on a five, ten-minute tangent of new stuff she's thinking about on the spot. Right, but you can't, and they have a director there. Oh, I mean, they, it was all virtual, but, you know, they have a director and a producer. And, and then you have to go back if you made any mistakes or you breathed or you're something dropped you know so it's verbatim baby how many days did it take you three for the first one and then one to go back and make oh my god um opie yes what other uh books are you listening (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to know i uh i do a lot of uh spiritual stuff now eckhart tolle you know stuff like that um but there's know. the Opie podcast now. Correct? Oh yes, there is. Um, yeah, I have fun with that actually. And I, how do people? Where do people go to find uh, the Opie podcast? Oh, I don't know, Doug. Uh, no, just put Opie Radio <laughs> in your podcast app. But how often do you do it? I see, I see on your Instagram a lot references to it. I um, well, now I I'm looking at the ocean every day, so I'm I, I turn on Facebook Live and just fool around, and then some of that material makes it to the podcast, and some you know doesn't. So. When I'm feeling it, man, I'm I'm at the point in my career where I'm I'm not taking anything seriously, and I just uh, I'm just kind of enjoying myself, uh, you know. And that's that's about it, really. If you want to check it out, great. If not, that's okay too. Go go get Judy's book and listen to Doug's podcast, Wide World of Dogs. <laughs> Thank you, Judy, for being here. Thank you, Opie. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Doug Miller, Doug do you have anything uh, pluggable? I'm uh, performing this weekend in Santa Fe with Ron Howard. Oh, at an outdoor. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, I'll just say, uh, uh, well, I, I finally got a date for my album, Fart Safari 3, Fart Hard with a Vengeance, November 20th. So that's nice. a little ways off, but I'm excited. I finally got a date. But just find me on social at Doug Mellard. All right. And thanks, hey, this guys. This was fun, guys. Yeah. yeah. I dug it. It was. I dug this. Ah, yeah. nobody said that. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review if you're listening to the show. We've only been going for uh, how many weeks do you think we've done so far, Doug? Uh, is this 10, 11? 10 or 11 weeks, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know. That's another thing. You should both be proud that I came to you this early Thank on. You, Doug, yes, thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. I miss your brother. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah we'll I miss seeing everyone. All right. Thank you. Everybody will talk soon. And uh, as always, Doug. Great job, everybody. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was it was super. And um, yeah, I I I was trying to make a joke about reading your own book on tape because why why would you get somebody else to do? I know, that? right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. But uh, yeah, that that must be really aggravating to not be able to just throw in because it's oh, like it's like I'm basically so... you're you're yeah. punching up the old bit as you read it. Right. You uh you made a great point about Bill Cosby and other people that are canceled. 
You know, when someone yeah. when someone fucks up, uh, they have to erase their entire history. Yeah. And, and I love that you made the case that it's two separate things. You know, Bill Cosby is, right. a, is a terrible human being, but his stand-up is still brilliant. And uh, the TV shows he did over the years, you know, th- th- there's some quality still left in those things. And, and, and we should, as a society, be able to, you know, uh, separate the two. Right. And they don't. Yeah. They don't separate Dr. Huxtable from fucking rapist piece of shit. Right. I, but that- yeah, which is but but that's also it's a it's a mind game, you know. Like as much as I can sit there and intellectually say this is this was funny stuff, I'm I can't. Also- yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't enjoy it as much. But that's what I <laughs> yeah. said. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, it's like I can't listen to Michael Jackson's music now right. without going fucking pedophile. I after that documentary, oh forget it. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and then they, they they crucify those those kids for being in that document. Well, they're not even kids; they're adults now. I so, right. I so believe they, those. Why would they lie? Of course. Why would they lie? But uh, because they were brave enough to come forward like that, they they get all sorts of right. death threats and hate and everything else. Yeah. And it's like I truly believe that Michael Jackson was a kid toucher. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's much normal about that guy. I don't. I don't know why you can be shocked that he he did that. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, he enjoyed having sleepovers where they drank wine. Oh my. Yeah. God. Right. Like. At the very least, and that's like you know, it's still crazy that the whole thing is fucking weird. Like as a parent, I would never. If if Michael Jackson was like, "Oh, can Henry sleep over?" I'd be like, "No, (laughs) of course." (laughs) Yeah, he'll come over and play with you and the monkey on a Thursday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I know. All right, you guys. I got to run, but thank you All so right. much. All right. Lots of love to everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right, guys. All right. Stay thank safe. you. Yep. All right. All right. The long goodbye <laughs> now. All right. Bye. No okay. All right. All right. Bye now. All right. Have a good day. Okay. All right. Are we done? Are oh, you still there? All right. Stay safe, everyone. Okay. <laughs> I'm just hanging up. All right. Uh, it was nice meeting you, Doug Mellard. And, yeah, uh, hey, nice to meet you, man. Take care. Uh, and I like the podcast. <laughs> I listened to a few episodes just to, you know, oh, kind of get the it, vibe of the really fun of the uh, <laughs> what you guys are doing. And uh, it, very good, man. Keep it up. Uh, thanks, man. All right. Hey, have a good one. Be safe out there. Later, right. man. And I think Doug Benson right. just hung up, didn't he? Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> usually, we usually stay on and chat for a minute. <laughs> just, just over good. some podcast stuff, but I guess he's gone. All right, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, cheers, man. Yeah, uh, man. Thank you. All right. I didn't leave.